What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a special podcast, Middlecoff. A special podcast. Seahawks, Niners Week, matchup pod. Well, guy, the rivalry is back. You might as well just approach it like a big boy game, right? And last time I checked, after the Niners win a couple games, I was getting a little nervous there. You know, we got a 5-1 and one team against a 4-3 and three team, and there's just a lot of juice on this game, guy. I mean, if the, if the Niners win this game, boom, they're right back in the mix. Obviously, not just for the division. They'd have a 2-1 record in the division, but it, it'd feel... They'd feel immediately like a legitimate playoff team, right? Yep. Because they feel like one right now on the outskirts, like they're right in the competition. They win this game. It's like, boom, it's on. Podcast, this special podcast is brought to you by Ease.com. Something special for you. Use the promo code HAM. You get 20 bucks off your first order of $50 or more. Or if you're a returning user, use the code HAM10 to get 10% off. Edibles, topicals, pre-rolls, vapes, you name it. They got it. E-A-Z-E.com. E-A-Z-E.com. Best cannabis delivery in the great state of California. Promo code HAM for our first-time users. $20 off a purchase of $50 or more. Or HAM10. And that 10 stands for a little 10% discount. How do you beat that guy? 21 or over. Get verified online in minutes. And then you just pick from the best brands. The clock counts down to the delivery. They take their product as seriously as Kyle Shanahan takes offense. I mean, it is dialed in, tested, 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 and uh, you're the beneficiaries. We appreciate your support. Tell your friends. Do it. Podcast is also brought to you by mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. We can even mention you know the, the line lo- of this game right now. Yep, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. What, what do you, uh, I guess we both know it now. I had people asking me before, I, while the Niners were kicking the crap out of the Patriots, early thoughts on the line you know before technically they're always kind of out but I don't usually look until like we get to Monday and my initial thought was like five you know four and a half five and when I saw three I I thought that was generous for the Niners I think Seattle given the way they've played uh, I mean it took a pretty devastating disaster interception game from rust yeah they're up 10 with six minutes left 
I, I think a, you could view them easily as a six and O team. And now the, the no fans, would you say that probably has a big it's a impact. factor? And the Niners just won in New England, not by five points, but a complete demolition. Right. True. Beat the Rams pretty handily the week before. Yeah. They've been playing well. They've been playing well. It, yeah, I, you'd say historically it feels like when Seattle's had good teams, it's been a tough place for the Niners to play. Now they did win. I got probably the win of the year last year. Yeah, <laughs> right on yeah. the on the half yard line or whatever. Uh, but minus three, I feel. I mean, that's a tough game to pick. You know, I mean, if you're a Niner guy, you feel pretty good about the three points, but you'd like probably a couple extra points. Uh, you like four uh, and a half, five. No, I'd <laughs> yeah. love five. You would love five. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. HAM1. Get your gamble on. Yeah, you you use the promo code. Uh, they'll match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. If you choose to accept, you can also decline the bonus because you do have to bet the full amount if you accept the bonus. Uh, but in any case, use HAM1, and that way we get credit. All right, so we thought we would break the matchup into three parts. Just the big picture, Kyle versus Pete, the Seahawks offense against the Niners defense, the Niners offense against the Seahawks defense. Cool? Yep, like it. How about this, Middlecoff? Shanahan versus Pete Carroll. Pete's won 105 games as a Seahawks coach. If Shanahan wins, it will get him to 500 as the 49ers coach. He's 27 and 28. So in the grand scheme of his career, maybe this game gets forgotten in some way, but this is a big one. He deserves to be a 500 coach, I think. So <laughs> he does. And it got off to a pretty rocky start for Kyle, right? Yeah. Was it six and 10? Skewed by those Jimmy wins. Next year, disaster when Jimmy tore his ACL and they have the number two pick in the draft. It always feels good, though, when you have a nice 13-3 and three season, huh? It, it kinda, does. <laughs> it's, it swings that career record. I saw the Niners had some notes in their media release, like, the last two years. Like, the last two years, the 49ers lead the league in this and that. And I'm like, well, those are great numbers. But last year and this year are two very different years, because you're right. Last year was, was uh, something different entirely. You know how when they talk about Mike Tomlin, one of the most impressive stats for Mike Tomlin is once he gets the job, I think in 07, he's never had a losing season. Now, he's had a several 8-8 eight eight seasons, but that's an incredible you know, that stretch incredible. of football. Yeah. You can't say the same thing for Pete with Seattle, but I do think it's fair to say Pete with Russell, is that's an era in itself. Because yeah. Tomlin, once he got to Pittsburgh, he's never not had Ben. I guess until like last year. And he's been injured seasons for a small period of time, but... His quarterback, it'd be like, if you're judging Mike McCarthy, he had Aaron Rodgers once Aaron Rodgers, like that was his, the Mike McCarthy that gets judged, right? Right. He inherited Brett Favre, but when we talk about Mike McCarthy, I don't think Brett Favre, do you? Like when I think Pete Carroll, I don't think that first couple years before Russell showed up. I think Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, and they have, have, and I guess what I was going to use the Mike Tomlin, they've never had a, even a 500 season together. They've only won, and their worst season Remember, uh, we always talk about that quote from John Schneider. Is you, it felt like we went two and fourteen the year they went nine and seven. So it just shows you to me the standard of which they just rattle off double digit seasons. It's you know they probably maybe because it's the brand they're a little newer. They should be talked about like Baltimore, like Pittsburgh, and like Green Bay. It's shorter period of time, but what they've accomplished, guy, is fucking phenomenal. Well, right? and I think that's what we owe, obviously, on the West Coast because Pete had SC too. That's what we owe Seattle um, because what the Niners Seahawks was when Harbaugh was the Niners coach was the best. What was it was kind of an AFC Steelers Ravens Steelers, you know, in its day Browns or Bengals whatever. 
but it's that's what it was. It was the it's the best West Coast football yeah. rivalry um, of I would say of the two thousands. And what's amazing, and this is where Shanahan gets credit, I think, right, is the Niners went through a stretch where they lost ten straight games to Seattle. Like it was over. It was like, well, it was fun while it lasted. Harbaugh's gone. Seattle won ten in a row. That's not a rivalry. That's Bengal Steelers. Yeah. Like that's not a rivalry anymore. And I think what's made it good again, obviously they've played in games that mattered, like you talked about the Week 17 game. But doesn't it kind of feel like Kyle is an offensive coach that feels like a defensive coach and Pete is a defensive coach that feels like an offensive coach? Like <laughs> That's I, a great analogy. Right? Yes. Yes. To me, they, they match. The same way Harbaugh was an offensive coach that felt like a defensive coach. But the one thing you know about Pete, big games, his team show up. And I, we haven't had nearly as – it's not – I'm not comparing Kyle's resume to Pete's in terms of, like, production. But I think for the most part, we can say the last year and a half, and especially last year solidified this, when Kyle's team is in a big game, like, they're going to show up physically to play. By and large, we've seen it. So I just think these guys are a match, uh, and it does feel like the whole thing's back. If you are watching a Seattle game, with especially women that just do not watch football. But, you know, a lot of girls, you know, Vrabel's on the screen. They're like, damn, who's that? Pete is a guy, just his act, activity on Alyssa, the sideline. Alyssa if, did it this, this last if week. If you point him. him out and you go, how old do you think he is? I got a number late 50s. Guy, he's 69 years old. He and Bill are the, the same age, right? I think Belichick? he's a year older than oh, Bill. Okay. I think Bill's 68. He is... Tr- 29 years older than Kyle. But if you just put him and Kyle together, I would imagine you get a non-football person that you could just, yeah, 15 years apart, you know? Especially if you meet Pete or see him. You and I have been on the sideline when Seattle has played the Niners and been up close to him. His body type, I just, His an- he is I think it's an just outlier. He, he, you know the word vibe gets overused, but he is yeah. just like a, he is just putting out vibe. Just young guy vibe all day long. Big time. And I, I, that first year, you could almost throw it out. Obviously, they had a, a stretch from 14 to 17 where they did not lose a game to the Niners. Russ and Pete, 8-0. Just every year, 2-0 and against them. In 17, though, Kyle's first year, both those games were played without Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. And when they the next two years, they also played Seattle without Jimmy Garoppolo because he got hurt in 18. But the Niners won one of those games. And obviously last year they split and Jimmy won the last game, the most important game to win them the division. But in 18, if you remember, the Niners went there late in the season. Your boy right here was dead set on losing out. And I I was not... That game could have fucked them, right? For Nick Bosa. Because if they had got the third or fourth pick, the Raiders or the Jets would have taken Nick Bosa and the Niners would not have Nick Bosa. And who knows the way the Super Bowl year played out. But they got lucky. Man, it's it still, the, the cookie crumbled. They got the number two overall pick. But I do think when you look at the last two years, the Niners have played really well against Seattle. That You'd say in 19, when both teams were really good, those two games were fantastic. I mean, one game went to, what, the final second of overtime? Yeah. And the other game went to the final second of regulation. And for a split second, well, I remember we did a podcast right after, for about the last minute and a half of the game, when Seattle was driving, I'm, I, I just I thought they were going to lose the game. I remember. Didn't I, you? I remember very vividly where I. <laughs> I was, remember kind of pacing. I was like, doing oh this, my, the Niners going to lose thing. the division after this season. I was in a hotel in Eugene, Oregon, and I couldn't sit down. 
So I mean, Kyle as a head coach is four and two against them, but the last two years they, they are they're two and two against the Seattle. So they're going to go into this game. It's not like when Kyle first got here, they were on completely different levels in a short period of time. Now Seattle in a vacuum might be better than the Niners right now, but I do think Kyle Shanahan when he walks into Seattle with his team they view themselves as equals. Yeah, right? and even his first year, they were on two different levels. They played a 12-9 game and a 24-13 game. Like, the six games they've played, the average, the winning team has averaged 26 points and the losing team has averaged 18. And the last three meetings, it's been 27-24, 26-21, and then was the blowout the first meeting or the second meeting in 18. Either way, it was it one was of the, those. It was, the, it was the first one. Was the blowout? Yeah. Yeah, so the last three meetings, 27-24, 26-21, 26-23. And, you know, I mean, just some big picture injuries. Chris Carson will not play this week. Debo Samuel will not play this week. I think it's fair to say the Debo Samuel injury for the Niners and Kyle is bigger than the Carson injury for Pete Russ in the in Seattle. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, let's get into that. I, I agree with that. But, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, Debo... I the problem for them is Chris Carson is like they're down to like four. Marshawn Lynch could be on line one at this point. For I Seattle. I did think just again it was against Arizona. I thought Carlos Hyde looks pretty. Solid. Yeah, but he's this hurt. NFL too. <laughs> one another thing I wrote down on the two franchises: Pete John Schneider and just while they've had Russ, I'd say them and I mean a small handful of teams, maybe Belichick. Or just do the most like, holy shit, they just did that, right? They've done a ton of huge trades. Yeah. They just did one this year, which is by far the biggest holy shit trade of the year, right? Jamal Adams for two ones and a two. I was I remember where I was when that happened. That was like, no, I honestly I didn't believe it. I was like, it's a fake Adam Schefter. But they have done that over the years with Jimmy Graham, with Percy Harvin, trade back in the draft. Like when I think Pete Carroll, when I think John Schneider. With Russell Wilson, I think they just throw everything at the kitchen sink. Yeah. Last year, Clowney, uh, they do whatever it takes. The Niners, wouldn't you say, in a short period of time, have taken some pretty bold moves? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo was somewhat handed to him, but boom, they immediately they made that trade in you know 30 minutes. The Emmanuel D4, Sanders trade. Emmanuel Sanders, D Ford. While it didn't work, they did just go all in. Trent like they, Williams. They, they've proven to be very, very aggressive with big-name players as well. And I think Kyle has some similarities with Pete and Schneider there that I think he kind of likes it. Now, yeah. they got to be, I'd say, what they like. Like, I think Pete likes a little bit more of a crazy motherfucker, and Kyle kind of likes something that he feels like fits his culture, but th- they go after some big fish. That's that's for damn Well, sure. and part of this, right, is he's got a Pete disciple, Robert Sala, so defensively they like the same type of players too. Yeah, I mean, would you Although say you Richard? you know it watching the Niners necessarily their DBs right now, but... Is Sherman the most famous Seattle player of the last decade, not Russell Wilson? Sherman or Marshawn, maybe? most famous? You're saying... I, I don't, I, I, no, maybe I put that Russ, wrong. Non-Russ, I would the, say... The, the, the most synonymous with the franchise? Yeah, he might be. His moment yeah, was so one, big. Russ is Sierra, quarterback, you know. Well, yeah, well no, I, Russ is number one. Oh, you're Russ I'm just saying, oh, I got you, I got you. Yeah, I'm saying who would be who would be the next guy? I'd say it'd be Sherman or Marshawn. Yeah. And, and the, but but the Niners have him, so it's just and now he's not playing now. But he's you know it's that's kind of crazy. But the Niners' right number one guy is Kittle, and he's kind of the same type of just face of the franchise, force of personality, right? Yeah, it's just uh, there's a lot of parallels. Yeah, there are. Let's go to the Seahawks' offense against the Niners' defense first. 
Um, it's been prolific. I did you see this stat? Russell Wilson's twenty-two touchdowns. I knew it was big. I knew it led the league. I didn't realize it matches Peyton Manning for the most touchdowns through the first six games of a season. Peyton would go on to throw fifty-five touchdowns that year in twenty thirteen. He threw seven week one, so his was even like. I don't think Russ hasn't had a seven touchdown game this year passing. So I think Mahomes had like six that year. He threw fifty. Do you think Russ? If I go over under forty nine and a half, are you taking the over under for his season touchdowns? Uh, I mean, you'd have to take the over at this point, just given that his receivers are healthy. But I do think their schedule is going to get like the combined record of the teams they've beaten or played is like nine wins. Uh, But whatever, he's been prolific. You don't get the Cowboys every week. You don't get the Cowboys every week. No. And even the Cardinals, like that's it was a great matchup yeah. for them because it was a shootout. They had to keep scoring. I'll tell you this though. I think DK had the moment that everyone remembers. Tyler Lockett on Sunday Night Football, he had 200 yards. He had 15 catches. He has three touchdowns. He's been a force for Team Haberman and DraftKings. I think I was looking at it. I think he's an all-pro. I think if you said the Seahawks could be without one player on offense, Lockett or DK this week, and you're the Niners. I'd rather Lockett didn't play. I mean, he is more touchdowns than DK, more catches than DK by 21, more yards than DK. He's fifth in the league, 28 first down catches, Tyler Lockett. He's terrifying, man. Didn't he have an incredible catch, if memory serves me correct, in the game last year, week 17 in Seattle? Didn't he make an unreal play? Maybe it's just he's made a Probably. ton of unreal I mean, plays. I'm sure you're just right. Yeah. Sh- I, I got a number for you, guy. Okay. I look back because he leads the league in touchdowns right now. He's tied with sneaky Adam Thielen. I didn't see that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> in the last 36, excuse me, 38 games. So his last two seasons and then this year, he has 25 touchdowns. Like he had 10 two years ago. He had eight last year. And like you said, he has seven now. So I think he's going to get to that double digit. Like he is a touchdown scoring machine. And like, I mean, Russ is different, even though he's small. He's the quarterback, so he always has it. When you see Lockie, you're like, no, he's not, can't be. Like, is he everything that people like to hype up T.Y. Hilton to be? Because this guy is what T.Y. Hilton maybe was like three or four years ago. This guy fucking dominates. And you're right, DK, I still think DK from just an at any single moment, like DK can take a wide receiver screen to the house. To right. me, Lockett more consistently, the throwback plays in the end zone, just deep bombs to him. You don't really see him like run around three guys. Like DK could stiff arm a guy, throw him down. They're different. You could argue, do they complement each other perfectly? One guy is a massive human being, Terrell Owens. The other guy is like this little T.Y. Hilton, but he's good. Like, yeah, just, they do. Yeah. <laughs> the, re- the reason I say that I would pick to have DK on the field, not lock it, is just all these Seahawks games, because their defense is not very good, it's just you have to land like seven punches, right? Like you just, you just have to, it's just four quarters of just throwing punches. And Lockett is just so consistent, man. He just You what? can just go to him and go to him and go to him and go to him and go to him for four quarters. Third and 11, go to him. Third and eight, go to him. First, uh, you know, third and goal on the one, just throw it to him in the corner. It's just non, he is non, he is exhausting. He is exhausting. What I think makes it difficult is the perfect type corner to go up against DK would be a Richard Sherman type, a yeah. physical guy just to keep him in front of him, jam him at the line, throw off his whole game, and he's not going to be available because you would go, well, you could just, whoever Mosley or Verrett, who you think's playing better, put him over and just fall lock it. Now, the thing is, Richard's big thing is he would just stay on the side, so it is predicated on where they wanted to line the guys up. But I do think if you had Mosley and Verrett 
playing the way they were playing, you'd be like, well, I got multiple corners on that side, Rich on this side. You'd, you'd actually feel pretty good. Emmanuel Mosley's a good player. Like, the Seahawks would die to have Emmanuel Mosley on their team. Uh, he's When he's on the field, the Niners have a good corner. And Jason Verrett, when he's healthy, one thing he's proven to be is a starting NFL corner. And the Niners, beside those two guys, with Richard out, do not have any of those. So there is an element in this game of, because the even if one of these guys missed some plays or whatever, like Seattle can rotate wide receivers. The Niners have two good corners. That's it. Two good corners. Any one of those two guys goes out, they're at a massive disadvantage. And then the pressure on Robert Sala is, because the thing with Russ is he's 71% completion percentage. So he doesn't just throw the deep bomb, which I think we all agree, best deep ball any human we've ever seen. Why is it the best deep ball? Part of it is because of the arc of it, right? It just it looks a little different. The other part of it, guy, is it consistently hits guys in the hands. Like, how often does Russell throw a deep ball? You just watch, like last, you know, Monday Night Football, Nick Foles, who has a throws a good-looking deep ball as well. He has a huge arm. How often is his deep ball way over the guy, way short of the guy? And in fairness to Nick Foles, like that's most guys' deep balls. It's very hit or miss. I'd say when Russell lets it rip. The only chance for it not to be a complete is if the DB makes a great play because it's going to be on point with his wide receiver. It's like a bomb. That's how it looks. Perfect arc. It's it, it, Part of it, I think maybe his motion is so compact and beautiful that it just the whole thing works together. It's kind of, uh, yeah, it's it's gorgeous. Um, I'm with you. I just expect he's going to hit it. Like To me, this game is going to be about the Niners' offense, which we'll get to. Because he's just, they're going to score. He's hes going to make plays. He's going to run. You know, he led them in rushing yards last week, 85 yeah. rushing yards. Um, which he's a, which sne- he's a sneaky runner. Which is a problem for them, though, right? Like Carson out in all likelihood. Hyde got hurt in the game. Travis Homer, their third string running back, has a bone I like that bruise. Guy. He's probably not playing. Rashad Penny, forgot about him, but he's still not available. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know what they're going to do a running back. Like that matters because I don't like. Recent history tells us this game is not going to, even though I do think it's punch for punch and punch for punch, it's not necessarily going to look like the Cardinal game. Um, so this, this, this offense has a chance when it's all said and done at the end of the season. Like you just, I mean, the 55, like Peyton's offenses, several of them are considered some of the greatest offenses ever. The Patrick Mahomes 50 touchdown year, he won the MVP, and that's considered one of the great offenses we've ever seen. The Tom Brady 07 throws 50 touchdowns is considered. Like this has not, this has a passing offense. The, the opportunity to go down as, you know, the Mark Marks offense and St. Like, one of the all-time greats. And like one of the things that helps here. them, right, is their defense isn't very good. So they have well, to they, keep it, it has to be that way. The, the one negative thing I found on Russ, and there really aren't, right? I think the momentum for him to win the MVP, even with those three picks, I think it's still really strong. Uh, I, you know, you never say never. It's still early in the season. But it's definitely, it, it started building early for him. Yeah. And I, and I think most... All of us that watch the guy play, like he's a deserving MVP. He his career should end, and he should have. If you tell me he has two, it'd be like, yeah, it probably feels right. He has been sacked this year seventeen times. Only six players in the league have been sacked more, and they're guys that when you think like, who do we talk about right now? Joe Burrow gets sacked all the time. Carson Wentz gets sacked all the time. Deshaun Watson's offense has been awful forever. Gardner Minshew, no one watches the Jags play, but he's running for his life. And then the two New York guys. Well, what do we think about the New York Jets offense? Worst in the league. His offensive line stinks. What do we think about the Giants? Daniel Jones doesn't know what he's doing. He fumbles all the time. Like th- Those are, when you say those guys out loud, you're like, God, he's in that class? And part of it is you saw it, you know, the game on Sunday night. 
and Niner people and anyone on the West Coast, we've watched so many Seattle games, he will run into a sack sometimes right. because part of his greatness is, you know, sometimes he does the little 360 to keep a play alive. And if your guy is right there, he just he runs into a sack or two. Remember last year, that play on Monday night football, the home game that went to overtime. Buckner, Armstead, he kind of tried to scramble around. Remember, they knocked the ball out, picked it up, they scored, and that kind of gave the Niners real life because it kind of was kind of falling apart. Buckner's not here. <laughs> so can Armstead. And neither is Nick Bosa. Yeah, so can those guys make a play? But he will run into some stuff. He will. He will. But he's also this we have to remember too, this is the kind, and he's the best kind, but we've seen it with Kyler. Like these these guys just have given them problems in the past, right? Yes. Again, this is the only got to get remotely home. negative thing I could find. Yeah, it's and, and, and they got good. no running backs. Marshawn, like if you told me Marshawn, I don't think it's out of the realm. I don't know what he's doing right now. Maybe he's at the store and at his store in Oakland or whatever. But I don't know if Marshawn is totally out of the question this week. I think the Niners. You might have convinced me because I said before we started recording, I'm like Carson's out. Like that's a bad thing. I wonder if they would rather have all these running backs in because they're a good team against the run. They want to play the run. They Really, if you pass it every play, like that's somewhat of a Niners weakness right now, right? Yeah. Their best pass rushers hurt, and yeah. their corners are just – and even their DBs in general. Like they've just – those guys, Tart, Jimmy Ward, we'll see as the week goes on what their status is, but they got they got injured guys. Now, I think they their safety depth is much proven to be much better than their corner depth the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like when Richard goes down, there's a domino. And I think even that, watching the Niners last week, now it's not maybe it's the yeah, it's the not Patriots fair. It's is not, not a camp. great example, but no. Cam throwing ball into the turf, <laughs> multiple little different, little di- little different, uh, little different dude this week. Uh, before we get on, John, let's not forget everybody. Use the code Ham on the Drizzly app. D R I Z L Y. Get the Drizzly app. Use the code Ham. You get ten bucks off a thirty dollar order. Bam. Alcohol delivered right to you. Don't get off the couch. Yep. D-R-I-Z-L-Y. Download the app right now. Guy has it. I have it. ton of people listening have been downloading it. They partnered with BevMo. I got a delivery uh, last week. It's awesome. It's really easy. You just go to Drizzly. Whatever you want. You're hanging out with your buddies. You've already been drinking. You don't want to drive anywhere, but you want some booze. 12-pack, White Claws, hard alcohol, whatever you want. You live in the suburbs, connected with BevMo, really easy. You go find what you want, boom, press a couple buttons, delivered to your house, really easy. Drizzly, promo code HAM on your uh, checkout. 21 or over, duh. Drizzly, easy, fantastic. Uh, new users, 10 bucks off, code HAM. Niners offense, Seahawks defense, flip the script. Um, back on track, we thought maybe the last few weeks. And you're gonna need. We know this. You're gonna need him this week. Now, do you need him to look like Kyler? I don't. Again, these games have been 26 wins the game by and large, but you're gonna have to keep it rolling. And we know it's just gonna be hard because Debo Samuel's gone. Now, I will say this. I don't know how you feel about it. Middle of the week. How many, t- how many touches did you say at last game? Eight. But Five it, catches, three carries. Yeah, but it felt like 17. Yeah. His impact is dramatic. Um. You know, the Niners, I don't know who would you rather have Debo or Kittle for a game? Uh against Seattle, 
with no Jamal Adams, I mean, I, I just can't, I take my the better player, just take Kittle. Because remember, last year D- Debo has played well against Seattle, but last year the first game that went to overtime, the Niners didn't have George Kittle in that game, and they couldn't run the ball like most. Well, remember, remember they didn't have McGlinchey and they didn't have Joe Staley and jo- Javion Clowney. Look like LT meets Aaron Donald. <laughs> Jadavian's like just sending out that film and can't figure out why no one will make him the highest paid player in the league. Well, the good thing is, you know, Jadavian Clowney not on their team anymore. That's so uh, you won't be able to name any of their defensive line. I- I'd rather have Kittle against them because Kyle is big. Kittle and Juszczyk, to me, help change the run game when those two guys are on the field. Yeah. Especially with, you know, who knows? Jeff Wilson Jr.'s out. Is going to be a steady day, uh, diet, you know. I, I think it's fair to say I don't. I didn't see Kyle's exact quotes, but Jarek McKinnon got benched, and when I say benched, like he just got passed. The other guys were more explosive. It was clear in that Patriot game that Jeff Wilson just plays faster, and it's not Jarek McKinnon's towards ACL two years in a row basically. So it's like he's just not as fast. Is he? If you have him on your team, are you fine? Yeah, but I don't. I think there's been it, it, it pops off the screen when. Obviously, Mostert's their best player. He's out. <laughs> Jeff Wilson Jr., who I didn't even think was that good. Well, I watched him against the Patriots. Like I'd, I'd want that guy to play more. And Hasty just plays really fast. And I think there's they have something in Hasty. George Kittle said, I think two weeks ago, that he said it reminded him of Matt Breda that first year. He's like, every day in practice, the dude would make a play. You just and I could see with Hasty when you're really fast and really explosive. So you're just gonna depend probably a lot on Hasty and a little McKinnon. Uh, maybe Tevin Coleman. I don't know his status. I mean, the Niners' entire back running backfield is just they get hurt. You know, same with like you said, Seattle. Yeah, Seattle's got problems too. It's not just Jamal Adams. So from a lot of what I was reading, I don't think they're optimistic that their best corner, Shaquille Griffin, is going to play. He's got a hammy and he's in the concussion protocol. Um, and from just some of what I was reading, from what they the way they feel in Seattle about their corners, I don't think they think they didn't. They were this was more about just do they have guys that can cover. Like, to me, if they don't have guys that can cover, if Shaq Griffin is by far and away their best corner, I said it earlier in the week, and I and I believe it even more, I, I think it's a Brandon Ayuk game. I don't think Seattle has anybody that can run with uh, with Brandon Ayuk. And we finally saw the Niners push the ball down the field to him a little more consistently against New England. They don't pressure the quarterback. They can't get off the field on third downs. They give up huge plays. I, I, I know the Debo thing hurts and Mostert and Wilson. I don't think this is as bad Niners situation as maybe it feels, in part because the Seahawks are not very good on defense. Well, they just don't have the talent. That, to me, that's what's simple. Like, their best teams, like, the, number, the reason LOB will go down as, like, one of the great defenses for a four-year stretch, they obviously, statistically, I think, had the number one scoring defense from 12 to 13, 14, 15. Like, it, it was just incredible. Their talent was just off the charts. I mean, Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright are still there. I watch Bobby Wagner. I just, he looks a little older to me. Like to me, Fred Warner is moving at a different speed than Bobby Wagner. And there was a couple plays in that Arizona game. He just a step slow. And it's just, he's had a great career, but guys been in the league a while, you know, and just added on a defense that expects to just how many hard hits has that guy been a part of? And then you look at their defensive line. I remember going to games, the, the end of the Harbaugh era and Jim Tom Sula, when they would roll out Michael Bennett and Cliff Averill, and you just couldn't block Michael Bennett. You could put him everywhere. They they don't have anything close to that now. And then their secondary, the reason LOB was LOB is Richard Sherman was in the peak of his powers. Earl Thomas could cover everything. And Cam Chancellor was basically Jamal Adams. Well, they don't have, if Jamal Adams is Cam Chancellor, he's not even playing. And Earl Thomas and Richard Sherman ain't walking through the door. I mean, there's, I think their defense, like big picture hot take on their defense, like they, their defense is not good enough to win a Super Bowl. Like you just, 
just look at Super Bowl teams the last couple decades. Find me a team that had this shitty of a defense that won a Super Bowl. I was, I was texting with a buddy on the Chiefs, and he's like, you know, they remind me a little bit of us two years ago, that first Mahomes team. And I said, I would disagree a little bit. You guys had D Ford, that who that year was a Pro Bowler and had 13 sacks, and a younger Chris Jones. Like Seattle would sell their left nut just to have that version of D Ford on this. They they just don't have the players, guy. I'm their personnel is not very good. I don't think they can win a Super Bowl this team. No, but that doesn't mean like they can still go 13 and three right, right. with the historic offense. But yeah, but I don't think they can. I don't think they. It doesn't I don't play think to they, the playoffs when you can't stop because no, Russell you. Russell can't afford. To not be MVP, and that's you could argue like if they do go thirteen and three, it's not even a question who the MVP is because their margin for error it doesn't exist. Yeah. I mean, like you said, when you're terrible at third down, I was texting with a guy in the league. He's like, the number that jumps out to me, they've allowed the most offensive plays, and that just basically says like you just can never get off the field, and you just watch it like they just don't have guys to make plays. And even last year, Clowney made some plays, and I, Jamal would make plays. John, he's second the, on the team in sacks. Yeah, and no, think no, no. Of like he's tied for the team lead with sacks. He hasn't played to me. Three that's week, some four weeks. Yeah, I just, I just don't think for what they need. Like, if if your safety leads your team in sacks, like that's not really going to fix the problem two. when he comes back. Yeah, and he's not a cover guy, right? So it's like he wouldn't really help that much against the Niners in terms of covering Kittle. Like the one thing the other teams have is Jalen Ramsey. If you want, like he can cover whoever he wants to cover, right? They Seattle does not have that human, and they used to have like two. It's like, well, Earl Thomas would take away Vernon Davis and Cam Chancellor would kill him and they just put Richard on Crabtree, right? That's just, I I think their defense is just beyond atrocious. But I just, is the Niners offense and Jimmy and just the pieces they're going to work with in this game good enough if their defense is somewhat getting smoked by this great offense? What does the score need to be for them to have a shot? In the 20s? Yeah, and I think they can do that. Like, they can do 28, right? Because you're right, Jimmy, given that third, what that third down percentage tells you, because I think it's what, 49%, eighth worst in the league, their defense? Yeah. They didn't sack Kyler. He had 50 dropbacks. They didn't get to him. They only have nine sacks all year. Like I said, Jamal Adams hasn't played the last three weeks. He's tied for the team lead. So, well, for, exa- for, for example, like, wouldn't you say, I would say most people would say the Niners defense, nowhere near what it was last year. Niners defense is seventh in the league in getting off the field at 35%. So, like, they're, they're actually pretty good relative to the rest of the I know. NFL. I know. Now, I sometimes I think like, okay, I got it like Jets, Giants. I don't. We gotta. They played those. Seattle's, games, done, Seattle's done the same shit. No, though. yeah, like I, they have not played great teams either. But so what, my point is, in all that, like when you talk about like can the Niners, Jimmy's gonna have to make throws on third down, right? The throws will be there to make. That's what that number tells us. Is like you can make plays on them on third down if you're in third downs. Yeah. But Jimmy's still gonna have to make those throws. Like it's, yeah. it's, he's going to, the thing that, that make you, we talk, you and me talk about all the time, Jimmy drops back, ball goes in the air and we go, oh, what's the, what's the camera guy going to show us? We just don't know. He's just going to, and the other well, thing I is, think, are they going to push the ball down the field against him? Cause Seattle, you can do it. Right. You and I, I guess explode different people rate explosives differently. It's funny. I think you, you did your research. I did mine. We came to this with some of the same things that stood out, right? Third downs and they give up big plays. Yeah, just I think Jimmy is more successful when you can't rush him, as most quarterbacks are. But he gets this year, if you're rushing him, I'd be like, yeah, it's going to be a disaster. Like last year with Clowney. If they had Clowney on this team, 
I'd be like, yeah, it's going to be difficult for just the equivalent of a clowny. I know clowny. Yeah. The, you'd be like, well, I watch him most time. He doesn't make any play. I mean, when he plays the Niners, <laughs> and he, it's a big game. That's yep. when he shows. And the bright up. lights are on. I, I I think there's an element, and you saw last week, and I think this is the key to Kyle's offense. When you can establish the run, and that's where having Debo out is going to hurt a little bit, and Jeff Wilson out a little bit because they use Debo in the run game. Jeff Wilson was going off. Then the play action give buys Jimmy time. You saw it with the Rams game on Monday night. It's like the ebb and the flow, left and right, and then the play action stuff, and then he can just kind of take his time. When I think about, though, that Kyler game against them on Sunday night, it felt, and maybe I'm crazy, like 10 legitimate deep bombs, at least like over 30 yards, that Kyler was just letting it rip. Because I bet Cliff saw, like, fuck, let's just let it go. We yeah. got Christian Kirk. We Hopkins is slow. Like, Hopkins is a four seven five guy. You'd say Brandon Ayuk can fly. Even Kendrick Bourne is, like, they got, got, Kittle can fly. Like, push the ball down the field, right? But I think that all starts for the Niners. Unlike Cliff will just go spread, leech, let it rip. The Niners will do that in the context of their run game, which is through the play action, which, is that fair to say? It feels the last couple years, most of their big shots come on play action. If it's not like a third and 10 and they're just five wide shotgun. Yep. Definitely. And, and that's where I think Jimmy is the most comfortable. When he can do the play action, when he can sit, and that's the that's the Shanahan offense. Well, it'll and be there. he then can scheme that guy offense. It'll or be open. there this week. They've given up, only Atlanta's given up more explosive plays this year. So, like, the, th- if, the, the guy will be open. They, they, this if, defense cannot cover Ayuk and Kittle. And, and I'd like, I think you're right. And Bourne, Dwelly. Yeah, to, me, to me, it's going to come down... They're going to need a B plus at minimum game from Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, if if Jimmy gives a B minus C plus game, they lose. They might need an A if game. Jimmy, if Jimmy gives a B plus A minus game, it doesn't mean they win, but they, they should be like the last two years right in the mix. Yeah. And that's all they can ask for. And then you just, in the fourth quarter, hope Kyle can make one more better decision than Russell. Right? It's weird. Uh, yeah. Pete, it's and like, it's like Russell, Kyle does control the game. Russell kind of let Russell made some awful throws against Eric. Like, he threw the he threw a couple of picks. The touchdown saving tackle for DK, that throw was blew my mind how bad that the throw. I mean, just I think he just thought it was gonna be there because it's maybe it's always there. And and Byron Murphy read it. But he threw a pick where he like was rolling out. It almost looked like he was trying to throw it away, and Patrick Peterson picked it off in the end zone. Yeah. That was awful. But maybe he also it was a scramble, made, maybe it was a scramble drill and DK was supposed to go yeah, back. It could have been. But he also made like I, I honestly don't people I've seen people say like I oh, threw picks three picks he was awful I thought he was incredible I mean you I can't ignore too. the interceptions but it's not like he was yeah. like like you and I have watched golf the last two weeks and thought he's been off Cam yeah. was really bad the other day Jimmy against the Dolphins was really bad Russell just he made a couple bad decisions but he wasn't off I don't think yeah it just. For the Niners to win this game, they're gonna. I think they're gonna have to definitely get a turnover. Whether that's a fumble like last year with the Buckner Armstead play, whether that's a Fred Warner pick, because uh, I don't think you can ask like he ain't throwing three picks, right? He ain't having back to back games three picks. And but can you get a turnover and then turn that turnover into points? Like that to me could be the difference of a 27-24 game, right? Because we've seen the Niners. You know, they're going to have drives, even against a shitty defense, where Jimmy just not going to be on point. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just, if you've had Russell Wilson was playing the equivalent of his defense, I'd be like, there's no chance Seattle wins. And that's where I think the pressure gets back on Jimmy, 
which all leads to him being confident and playing well, which allows Kyle then to open up the playbook. He does. Jimmy kind of unlocks everything. Like, it was clear last year or last week he kind of had it. Patriots were bad, and then it just unlocked everything. If he doesn't, Kyle kind of goes. Like, in the Rams game in the second half, Kyle kind of backed it up a little bit. He's like, I can't let this guy lose me the game. I... I don't think you can play with that mentality against Seattle because their offense too potent to not lose the game. Like they did that against Arizona or against LA, just kind of foot right. on, and just kind of in neutral. It was one of There's those no neutral like they against just, these guys. They were just hoping the clock would run out before the Rams got back in the game. Right? It doesn't work. We know way. you could not do that against Russell. I, I fucking can't wait. All right, there we go. Seahawks Niners matchup pod. Make our pick on uh, Friday. Yep. Do you feel better or worse? By the way, do you feel better or worse about the Niners plus three after we have this conversation? Uh, well, I saw the the Ravens. It's perfect timing. The Ravens Steelers play. So Ravens Steelers Seattle Niners same day. That line opened up at four. Niners line opened up at three. It's already coming down. Like the Steelers is already down to three and a half. Mm. The Steelers are on the road in Baltimore. Mm. It doesn't feel like this line's probably going to move. No, doesn't. No. Um. All right. You don't have to answer that next week. I mean, next pod, not next no, Well, I, overall, I think the take would be when you can get the points of the other team in this game, it's probably the right move to take. So if you can get the Niners of Seattle... You're with saying whoever the underdog plus, is in this matchup. I, I think that is just the, I think the, it is the team to play. All right, on that note, let's get it on. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.